Levo to the right hand, puts her down. He's going to jump him hard to the ice. Brady Levo just loves to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome My dream of being a professional hockey player became a reality, but it was all taken away from me in a very short period of time. For many years, hockey was my outlet. Hockey was my drug. When I had a stick in my hand, nothing else mattered. I was able to break into the Western Hockey League in 2004, and I even won the Swift Current Broncos Rookie of the Year. During the summer of my rookie year, I experimented with drugs for the first time. After just seven games in my sophomore season, I walked away from the Swift Current Broncos due to personal reasons. Nobody knew I had been sexually abused at the age of five. I did everything to hide it from everybody, but I just couldn't take it. Drugs and alcohol now took over my life. I did return to the Swift Current Broncos as a 19-year-old, but things were never the same. I was eventually traded to the Kelowna Rockets in my final year of junior where I got to play on a line with the Dallas Stars captain, Jamie Benn, and one of my best friends, the extremely talented Colin Long. It was by far my best season ever, and I even signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning's organization. A dream come true, right? That's when everything went wrong. First it was the cocaine, then came the Oxycontin, and that led me into a 12-year journey into the deepest pits of hell. Within two years, I had now made the switch to heroin, fentanyl, and everything in between, and I was now an intravenous drug user. Multiple suicide attempts and over five trips to the psych ward, I was a shadow of who I once was. By 2014, I was homeless on Hastings in Vancouver, the worst street in North America. By 2015, I was a wanted criminal, making the Crime Stopper headlines more than once. After spending three years in jail, I had completely given up. With nowhere to turn and nowhere to go, I finally started to get honest. I took a chance and made some major changes. This is my story. 911, I overdosed over 10 times. I'm one of the lucky ones. And for that, I will always be grateful. This is for all the men and women we've lost. Matthew Wazinski, Mitch Fadden, this one's for you. My name's Brady Liebold, and I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. What is going on? Welcome. Hockey to Hell and Back, episode 119. How's everyone doing? I don't know. Last, I guess, listen, I've been off for a while, right? I did a podcast last week, but I didn't really pay much attention to that video. You know, I've watched it so many times, but, man, that's tough to listen to. I think it's time for a new one, a new spin on that. I mean, that's my story, and that's... That's the way it is, but a lot has changed in the last two years, and I'm, I want to look at my life a little bit differently. I want to stop talking so much about the past. Let's talk more about the future. Thank you so much if you're joining me for the first time. I don't really have a lot to say right now. I want to get right into this episode because I'm super, 
super, super excited. Uh, be f- uh, feel free. Jump in the conversation at any time. Leave questions, comments. Uh, it's a live show after all. But let's let's do it. Let's get into it. I'm uh, really excited to bring this guy on. I had an opportunity to meet him a couple weeks ago and actually win a championship with him. I hadn't won anything in a long, long time alongside Coach Jeremy Hayden and a bunch of other beauties. So, uh, yeah, and then we caught up after him, Jenna, and myself, and, and we chatted for and I thought it was going to be maybe 45 minutes an hour. I think it was like three and a half hours. I looked at the clock. I'm like, shit, I guess I'm not getting my skates sharpened tonight for the beer league game. But man, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So uh, it was one of the best conversations, if not the best conversation I've had all year for sure. So without further ado, let's bring him in, Coach Chippy. Yo, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? It's good what to a, see What you. an intro. I was just watching that video, bro. Holy, I thank you for having me on. And I just want to say I'm proud of you, brother. Just for how far you've come like that video like i i was the first time i've ever seen it so um i just want to say i'm proud of you man for what you've been through and and what you're becoming and i like that you said that you want to focus on like the future and you instead of looking at the past you want to start carving out your future i think that's a really cool outlook yeah thanks man that means a lot and it uh it's no it's no joke man it was a real tough go and you know what it's still tough but you know i want to i want to really live in the moment i think I think our stories in the past is always something. And I want to continue to share that in hopes of inspiring others and maybe teaching others, you know, to not go down the same path that I went. And I have no issue with that. But I think from a personal standpoint in my daily life, like I really want to start to focus more about the future. And that's kind of what, you know, we talked about a lot is just sort of our philosophies in life that that one faithful day at Boston Pizza that Jen and I are still talking about. Yeah, that was that was a crazy conversation. I wasn't expecting that at all. Like it was kind of just we started flowing and then it just ended up, yeah, being like a three hour conversation. You guys are eating food. I'm like, let's just keep this going. I started picking your brain a little bit um, and I've been reflecting on that conversation. And yeah, I'm just really um, grateful just to have met you, man. And I think you're doing some really cool things. And yeah, I'm excited for this conversation we're having right now. Yeah, likewise, man. And I want to kind of chop it up into that, but would love to. I know we got a bunch of people watching um, and they're super excited that you're here. And, you know, I just want to get one quick comment. I want to tell you a cool story. So um, remember I asked you, I was like, hey, man, you got any you got any extra toques? And like they were like a hot ticket item, like straight up. They were they were like hard to get. Right. And I, I knew that, but I didn't really know. And then you were so kind and you actually, I, you, I'm repping it right now all the time. I wear, go. It, I, love it. I wear it on the ice, man. The kids freak out when I wear it on the ice. That's why I wear it. They're like, yeah, like, and uh, so anyways, you, you brought me two actually. And if you only brought me one, I was actually not going to keep it anyways, but thankfully I got, I selfishly get to keep one, but there was a kid in North Bay who has become really close to me over the last three years. Not just him, but his mom, his dad, his brother. I've stayed at their house. They brought me in when I was doing a hockey camp up there um, with little to no knowledge of who I was. And they didn't really know my story, but they never judged me and they've become like family. So anyways, this young guy, Carter, he's watching right now. And I was able to 
give his dad the hat and he got it for an early birthday present and he says wearing the same hat so just shout out to shout out to carter don't think too much just flow carter let's go shout out to carter so so yeah i was in north bay the other day and i got to drop it off to his dad and then he sent me a picture he's fired up he's like man carter's like the only kid in north bay with this hat like he's it's like everything it's like the kids are going nuts over it so before we get into it congrats on all your success dude because what you've done and with the dude you're just so funny and you know relatable especially to me as a hockey player and you, you i saw one video and i was hooked like that and have been hooked ever since way before you know i actually met you and then getting to meet you is just like a total kind of trip because it put things into perspective too and i kind of want to talk about that maybe later just about how you think somebody may be one way and then you meet them and they're completely different right and i we kind of talked about that maybe we can dive into that later but maybe if you don't mind man just like tell people a little bit about yourself like who you really are where you come from and and what your life was about because when you told me i was just captivated by it man yeah well first of all i appreciate i appreciate the compliments um i get yeah i guess about me like i guess i could go back to kind of like high school i'll start i can kind of start kind of that on that journey when i was in high school I, actually a little before that i was playing triple a hockey i grew up playing um for the barry colts triple a team i think it was like five six years i played for them we had like a really good team so it was always fun um we always had we were always super competitive and that's that was kind of like i was just a really competitive kid i loved hockey that's all i played i played all different sports i'd be up at my cottage doing water skiing just snowboarding always was always doing something always like always super active and then um once high school hit i wasn't the biggest kid so i decided to you know drop down to double a and then it was really i was really going to take school really seriously so it was both my parents had gone to university and then it was like, all right, I guess that's kind of my route. I'm going to go to school, end up getting a job, whatever, getting a good job and working, whatever I was going to do. So I, in high school, I really dedicated a lot of my time to just marks. Like school was everything. Like I needed to get the best marks. I was like a nine, I had like a 90 average in high school um, because you needed those marks to get into these universities. Like you, you had to be really focused on it. So a lot of my friends continued to play. I kind of went the school route. Um, and then, um, and, and then I think it was like grade 10, like I, I started smoking a lot of weed in the grade, like 10, grade 10, 11, 12. Um, and I was just doing, cause it was the cool thing to do. Like, I, I was just like, you go to these parties, there's, there's alcohol, there's weed. And it was like, just the cool thing. Um, and then by like grade 11 and 12, like I was kind of like identified as like the stoner kid. I was still doing really well in school, but I just started smoking a lot. I was just smoking a ton of weed. Like it was just, you know, the cool thing to do. And then kind of once I got to university, first year was like super stressful because it was um, like you had to get these marks to get into this co-op program that I wanted to get into. So the co-op program was like you, you get to this, this university puts you in like a, uh, what's it called? Puts you in one of these companies like you get you get the chance to as you're going to school you get to work for a company and you get that experience that was kind of like the whole thing so i ended up getting a a job at an accounting firm so i was like first year was grind 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 get these marks i was just smoking a ton of weed um i didn't drink that much i never i was never a big fan of drinking um but i but i like smoking so i would smoke instead and then when you smoke you're not really like and like, I never really wanted to go out that much. Like I was just kind of like, I would smoke, sit, chill with the boys at 
back in the back in our place and then yeah at that point i i really was just i don't know what i wanted to do i was pretty lost i was i was working at this accounting firm um it was just not a good not a good scene for me at all it was super boring like i was good with numbers but it didn't really there was no like passion there was no motivation i didn't really know what i wanted to do at that point i was still super lost and um so i was working there and then it was like i think i think it was second year third year um my dad ended up having to have heart surgery so that was like a big big thing because um he had these pains in his chest he ended up um what's it called like we ended up having to take him to the hospital like it was like really it got really bad like to the point where it was like all right we got to take him in he ended up getting like a echo or echogram i forget what they're called but they check for like blockages in the heart and then it was like uh, i think the results came back and it was like he needed to have like triple bypass surgery so i remember like it was like that was like in january and then he wasn't gonna have the surgery until like i think it was like um it was like four months later so it was kind of like a build-up waiting for the surgery to happen and at that point i was getting like really just like anxious i was starting to smoke a lot of weed i was working i was working at this freaking accounting firm and i really started just like developing a lot of anxiety paranoia um and at that point i was smoking a lot and it was just a really really tough scene for me like just mental like mental health wise like a ton of anxiety to the point where i couldn't even like leave my room like it was it got it got so bad um and at that point i i was like i need to get on like medication i was like i need to get on some I, I need something like I can't function right now. Like it was, it got to that point. Um, so I'm going in like to these meetings with therapists. I'm like meeting with my doctor and being like, Hey, like I need something. Um, so they ended up putting me on like anxiety medication. Um, but at that point it was more of like, it got to the point where it's like anxiety and depression. Like it was just like, they, they kind of intertwine a little bit. So I ended up getting put on these antidepressant meds um for in the and i guess the first week of like the what's it called the side effects of these medications is like suicidal thoughts like it's um super super bad and i didn't really know that i was like okay i need something all right yeah. let me start taking these and that week when i got put on these like these meds it was like hell like it was like i've never been so low in my life like it was yeah it was like a really 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 dark point in my life and it's a you know what man it's uh sort of cut you off there it's yes yeah, sir i could just i could just no i i want I you i really i dude i want you to that's the thing i just want you know there's probably people watching or, or listening to this at some point where that's been their experience as well like that has that was my experience trying to you know identify that i have a problem and potentially there's medication and then getting on a medication and then feeling worse and been feeling even more lost and it can be a really difficult journey and it, you know at least from my experience it was always felt like i can't tell anybody about it so mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure it out on my own which made it even worse was that i just kind of wanted to hop in and ask like what your experience and really how you were feeling and were you telling your parents were people worried about you were you open mm -hmm. about it yeah no that's a great question yeah like at that point my parents were so worried about me it was like to the point where it's like they're getting like anxiety like i was just so not me like it was, i was so just like not myself like it was like it was just so scary because my like my family's like why don't you just go out and hang out with friends and it was like i can't i can't like i can't even like function i, I stopped talking to everybody like i just isolated myself 
I was in my room, like didn't leave my room. Like it got to the point where, yeah, it was like my parents that got really, really, really worried about me. And then obviously my dad's having to go into this thing. So it was just like, it was just like a really stressful time in my family. And, um, yeah, at that point it was like, we need to do something here. And it was, um, like, I was just like, I was so back against the wall, didn't know what to do. And I was like, Hey, like, give me some of these medications, like just throw me on these things. Like, and at that point I was smoking a ton of weed still too. So it wasn't like a good mix. You get thrown on these medications and then you're smoking weed, smoking weed too. And it was like, all right, this isn't good at all. Um, and then I think I proceeded for maybe like five months. Like I wasn't even taking the medication very like properly. Like I was, I, like, I didn't know be, I was so which can be dangerous too, yeah. which is, which is another thing that happens a lot of the time. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. And it was, um, so for me now, like I, I'm not a big fan of the, the medic, the medication stuff. Like I, I just ended up stopped taking it. Like I was just like, Hey, it's not really working for me. It's not doing anything. I'm kind of still in the same spot. I'm like a little bit better than I was, but that's because I started like getting outside more. Like I started, it was really just the anxiety. Like I panic attacks. Like it was, it was really just my thoughts. Like I wasn't in control of my thoughts. And I think that was the scariest, like, like scariest, scariest spot to be is like, you're just not in control of your own mind and your mind's like controlling you. And you're like trying to like, it was like, I was just in like a constant battle with myself is how I would explain it. Yeah. So like, I remember like I'd be lying in bed, my heart would just be like, just like going. And then my thoughts would like get worried about the heart going. And then I'd be worrying mm -hmm. about worrying about worrying. And it was to the point where it's like, this isn't like, this isn't a way to live. Like this isn't like, this isn't fun. This isn't what like life's supposed to be. Um, so that was like, I was like really concerned with that. And I was like, I got to learn about my mind. Like, it was like, how can I get out of this? Like, there's no way I'm going to let this kind of defeat me. That was kind of, I guess the stance I was in at that point was just, um, yeah. Like, I don't want to let this beat me. Like, what do I need to do kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know if you had that kind of experience. Yeah start going on, you know, being proactive and start trying to get ahead of it, or at least trying to understand what's going on. And, and yeah, I mean, I think I've had to do that in, in similar fashions yet different and, and maybe a little different where I need to, I, I think recently I've uncovered that I need to go back and work through some of the trauma that I've done through mm -hmm. in childhood that maybe I had thought, you know, I'd work through. And so to me, I kind of relate that a little bit to that, but I mean, yeah, man, it's, it's just such a difficult journey too, because I just, you think about when you reach out for help or someone's giving you a medication, I, at least I did, I had this expectation that things were going to get better, right? I didn't, I was maybe a little bit naive and I didn't understand everything that goes into what recovery from anxiety, depression, uh, whatever it may be. Like there's other stuff that comes to that or sorry, that comes with that. And, you know, getting outside, you know, and exercise is a big one, but getting to the root of it and trying to understand and, and understand the mind, I think is the biggest takeaway for me on that. And something that you talked about a lot when we had, you know, that, I don't know, I don't want to call it lunch because you didn't eat, but when we were chilling at Boston pizza. And that's kind of what I took away from that because you were really talking about some of the books you were reading and, and really starting to understand the mind. And then, yeah, you can kind of become at least I, I would think you become a little bit more at peace at, at understanding. A little mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're always yeah, speaking. Like, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. It, it was, it was that it was exactly that. It was like this mind. I got to figure out the mind. Like I just became all right, this, this, and then, and then I went on this like journey, like of just like, I call it like self-improvement mode 
like mm. where it was just like boom i'm on every single book i'm reading about every single uh philosopher i could possibly think of i'm trying to understand kind of existence like what the heck are we doing here this is crazy like i'm literally think i'm going crazy at this point and it was like yeah i started reading like i got i have some of the books here but i started reading like alan watts so i ended up like i did i was doing some like my buddy kind of got me into journaling at that point so like i was i was in kind of a tough spot my buddy's like yo try journaling i was like i'm not journaling what the hell's journaling gonna do boom i start journaling i start getting my thoughts on the paper and it was like all right this is like a good thing like I'm able to just at least kind of see how I'm thinking and then able to look at that the next day and be like, all right, I'm just like starting to get to know myself. I'm starting to learn about myself. And I think that's the the biggest first step is like to get out of like any kind of just like mental toughness spot where you're just not feeling great is start journaling. Like ask yourself how you feel. What am I feeling right now? What emotional state am, am I in right now? Am I anxious? Am I happy? Like, really like asking yourself that throughout the day, be like, okay, stop. What's going on in my head right now? What's going on in my body? Like, because a lot of times we, we react based on emotions and um, I just wasn't self-aware. I just, I realized I wasn't self-aware at all. I wasn't eating properly. I was, wasn't going to bed at a good time. I was, uh, you know, putting substances in my body that weren't going to allow me to function properly. Like it was, it was like, holy crap, I wasn't self-aware at all for the past uh, 20 years of my life. And I didn't know who I was. And of course, I was going to get lost. And that was kind of where it changed for me was self-awareness. I just became way more aware of um, who who I was. So I started meditating a lot. I started um, like watching my breath, like trying to just focus on the moment, like grounding myself um, and like grounding like by grounding, I mean just like literally touching objects around the room, like being able to stop. All right, I'm gonna like take this book. I'm gonna like touch it, touch stuff, touch the desk all around me. Like just get to the get to the room, and that really like shifted just kind of the way I looked at life. Was like life's in the moment, and I was so caught up on the past, and I was so worried about the future. But neither of those exist. The past does not exist anymore, and the future doesn't will never come. And it was only the moment and I started and that was I think it was Alan Watts I read this book Alan Watts psychotherapy east and west crazy book definitely recommend people to read Alan Watts I got like well I just I started reading a ton of Alan Watts like his his philosophy on life is crazy um it was understanding the ego understanding the mind um I, I would like to say I kind of had like an ego death where I was like um I'm no longer my past. Like my past isn't me. My, my old name that was given to me. Like I went on this crazy kind of like, just like tearing down the past version of myself and then rebuilding a new kind of version. If that makes any sense, like. Makes total sense, dude. Uh, and I love it. I love all of that. How, how old are you again? Like for, I don't know if you want people to I'm, know how old you are. I know how I'm old you are. But, I'm 23 right now. Right. And, and yeah, so 23. And when I, asked you that the first time when we were chatting there it was blown away because i think to where my head was at at 23 and it was nowhere even near thinking any of that and everything you said has absolutely impacted my life in one way or another when i've been able to utilize it journaling something that i haven't been doing any of that i should be doing a lot of that i know it works but it can be again that journey to trying to understand ourselves can sometimes be a little scary too 
Mm -hmm. you know, like really learning who we are, not deflecting our, our emotions, our fear, our fears with, you know, things like cell phones and social media. And, you know, it's really taken over my life. It's become social media has really become a full-time job. I'm super grateful for it because it's given me a life, but it's also become this almost new addiction for me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think it has been for a lot of people, whether you're, you know, have one follower or a million. I, I think it's just having that in our hand and we're all swiping to the next video and, and it's just became, it's become troublesome in my life. So anyways, I'm on a little bit of a tangent here, but oh, I, yeah. I, I, I could talk about this topic too. I like this topic. F yeah. Fly away, man. Like, so, yeah. So like, I think it kind of stems back. I started reading, I read this, um, like it was a study. It was, it was on like dopamine and it was called break the chains um and essentially like dopamine is like the like the reward center in your brain when you do something dopamine will get released like if you eat food dopamine gets released in your brain so you know that's a good thing so you go eat again so you stay alive essentially um so i started learning about like the effects of dopamine and how it affects our decision making and our behavior um and that's when i really realized most addictions are caused from the, these dopamines that get released in the brain so I think like heroin's like one of the craziest high dopamine releasers in the brain. And I think the next closest is porn is for that, the dopamine that gets released in your brain. So that's why we're seeing the addictions to porn. We're seeing addictions to like heroin. Like it's very hard to get off that because it's instant gratification. So yeah. for example, like I always use this, like when I was at school, it was, why would I go write this essay right now when I could go just smoke a bowl in the basement and smoke some weed get more stimulation, feel better um, than actually writing the essay. So I could just go down just and feel better, get more stimulation. Why would I ever write this essay? Why would I get this schoolwork done when I could just go down to the basement? My brain's going to be way more rewarded, be way more yeah. stimulated. And that was when I was like, oh, okay, these, um, this dopamine's like a real thing, like dopamine addiction, like the phone, social media releases so much dopamine in your brain. It's like, yeah. Um, when you when you're on TikTok and you're just going the next video, the next video, it's just dopamine just crushing your all your receptors are getting fried. So instead of going and doing your laundry, you're gonna sit there and scroll on TikTok instead because it's gonna feel better than doing something that takes longer, that takes um, takes more time. So like it was delayed gratification that I started to learn about was like um, when I first wake up in the morning, I'm not touching my phone because I know that once you have like once you get that like that hit in the morning, you're going to need that hit all day long. So yeah. if you're, if you're on that social media, right at, at right when you wake up, you're going to need to, you're going to need that for the rest of the day. Whereas if you stay off it for the first uh, four hours of the day, you're going to wake up, you're going to maybe do some meditation. Maybe you're going to journal. Maybe you're going to do some work. I don't know, whatever you want to do, but you're, you're, you're so much, you're delaying the gratification. So it feels better. So like the gym's like a great example of delayed gratification. You show up to the gym, you may not feel great, but over time you're, you're going to be rewarded. And that's like the idea of delayed gratification, whereas you're going to stay consistent on something. You're going to want to work towards something that's kind of more meaningful in life instead of just getting smacked with the dopamine. And then you end up just consuming all day long and you don't work towards your actual goals that you want to accomplish. So that was like a little cool study I read on dopamine. It was like, all right, like I need to go on like a dopamine fast. I need to like reprogram my brain to want to do difficult things, like putting yourself through tough stuff, um, whether it be going for a run in the morning, whether it be going to the gym, 
just delaying that gratification and then you're going to feel more rewarded in the long term and you're going to have more purpose and feel better. That's kind of something I've started to realize. You nailed it, man. And mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. And just quickly too, you talk about social media. When you swipe down, it's essentially the same release that you see people who are addicted to slot machines, gambling, mm-hmm. right? Like same thing. It's that same, your brain doesn't really know the difference in what you're doing. It's just being rewarded, you know, and it, and it likes it. And that's where the addiction is created. And 100%, I lived it. I think we all lived it in some yeah. way, right? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But the, you know what I take away from that too is, is there's like, I love that you're conscious about it and you're doing something and you're, you understand it and we can break that cycle. Mm-hmm. We can take action in our lives, but that's, and for me, and I mean, it's, it's hard sometimes dude. like, it's not easy. It's easy. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. I'm, I, I can say that like firsthand, like, yeah, I'm not a perfect human being by any yeah. means. I still deal with these things on a daily basis too. Yeah. And that's part of being human. Right. And I think that's, there's so much strength in, in sharing that and having these conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your life since uh, you know, what's really changed for you since the, the viral videos. I mean, it's life changing. <laughs> You've changed hockey forever with the toe drag. <laughs> I have to play this one video cause I actually didn't see this one until today. And I was literally almost crying laughing. Let's go. <laughs> Good, Betsy, close the eyes. Hush, Is it play? little Betsy, toe drag release. Hush, little Betsy, toe drag release. We're gonna work on the toe drag release. Toe drag release, the toe drag release. Hush, little Betsy, toe drag release. Toe drag release. Oh my god, dude. I laughed so hard when I Oh my god. That'll be ingrained in hockey forever. And like we talked about too that day. Like he's just getting started, dude. It's so I know. He's just getting started, man. Like this guy is going to be, well, he's already the biggest name in all of sports and like, or all of hockey, sorry. Like, I don't know. Like he's so good. I don't, it's going to, I'm really excited to see what he does. And I think that's part of this hype, right? Like all this hype's getting built up. Like, I think he's going to be able to keep it calm. Like I had that conversation with him a couple, like three weeks ago. He was just a cool, cool cat. It was just yeah. vibing. Like, yeah, I saw it. Do you guys had him on the puck daddy's podcast, right? Yeah. And, and Hayden, that was pretty cool. Eh, to get him on there. Yeah, it was cool. Like he, he, he got right on. He started joking like, Oh, I don't know coach. I don't know who you are. And then, yeah, he goes on. All I could ever hear is toe drag release. Um, yeah. He knew exactly. Like he hears yeah. it all the time now too. Right. Which is, which is cool because that's going to, you know, it's going to follow him for forever. Right. And and you'll be attached to it. And yeah. I got to connect with him on something. We got to do something. I'm like, I already like scheming. Like I definitely want to connect with him. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. How's that podcast? How's the podcast life going with I like coach Jaron Hayden are two unbelievable dudes to be, to be doing anything with. And they were so kind to have me play in that tournament, which was a blast, but yeah, pretty awesome working with those two guys. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I, I met them like last October 
And I, I say this, but I was in a TikTok live. I was doing freestyles because I used to go on just TikTok and just spit freeze and just have fun. And then I see Coach Jeremy in there. And then so I, I ended up shouting him out or whatever because I used to watch all his videos. And um, we ended up, he ended up inviting me to one of his like pickup games. And I went and talked to him. We just vibed out. It was a really cool vibe. And then they were like, they had the idea of starting the podcast. And I was like, well, that sounds really cool. I definitely wanted to get into doing more long form content because I did have like, I have this like goofy side of me where it's like videos, 60 seconds long, 30 seconds. But then I wanted to like have more of a long form where people could get to know who I was more. And so now, yeah, we just, we just have fun with it. We're just, we're flowing. We're not thinking too much on there and it's starting to grow and we're, we're just having fun with it right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool when you can get, you know, Bedardi's probably really sought after right now for for interviews and Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't I didn't I didn't think we were going to get him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, coach Jer is pretty connected to in hockey and I think just with the whole toe drag release thing probably helped too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that was a it was a blast playing in that tournament, man. We had to win. We brought it home on boots. That was We wild. did. That was wild. That was that was good times. We played just for people watching or listening who don't, don't know. We played in an outdoor tournament uh, together. It was a couple, two or three weekends ago. We ended up winning in the championship, but the weather didn't hold up for the final game. So we actually had to all play in boots and it was just hilarious on Lake Muskoka, but it was fun. It was actually fun. I thought, you know. Oh, it was awesome. Good. Yeah. Nobody was like complaining or anything. We were all just laughing, having a good time. It was something that probably never happened again in my life. And I'm super grateful to have that opportunity so fun man yeah we were just flowing out there we had a couple <laughs> battles there's a couple nasty stick battles but we ended up coming out on top with love. i forgot nice about when that. you uh get get the old hardware going eh yeah oh yeah we got we got the big trophy that was uh that was honestly liberating dude after <laughs> so long not winning anything i remember like being in jail thinking like i'm never gonna play hockey again let alone am i ever gonna be playing on a lake in muskoka winning some crazy outdoor championship which may seem trivial to some people but it was awesome like it was it meant a lot to me just to in the moment and you guys the gr group of guys was unbelievable which made it you know obviously more enjoyable too so 100 percent, yeah that's definitely a crazy just like turn of events in your life yeah for sure just trying to think i'm just trying to think of yeah like like what you've gone through and to now where you are like there must be like yeah it must be a crazy like surreal type moment just to be flowing on the ice again and having fun and winning championships again yeah i think there's been moments but still too many moments where i've been distracted and not living in the moment and kind of like ask you with everything that's happened i kind of asked you the question and then played the video and then kind of moved into something else but since you know blowing up you're obviously getting recognized places and um how's that transition been i mean nobody really talks about this stuff uh openly because it's not but like it can be a lot of fun but it's sometimes challenging at least on my end but it's how's it been for you yeah it's been yeah it's been crazy i don't i, I don't know like i started making videos a couple of years ago and like i started in the in the crypto space i started in crypto videos and then it transitioned that like i, I always was making content and I was like, and it was like just doing it for fun. And I was like, at that point, yeah, like, like I was like, no one's gonna find me on TikTok. Like, I'll just kind of start making these videos. Um, I felt, I felt like TikTok to be like a safe space because, like, no one, you're in your own. No one knew, knew I even had a TikTok profile, right? So it was like only the people that wanted to watch me would watch me. And um, so I started. I built up like a crypto channel, had fun with that, 
and then I switched it to site like, like that. And then I started learning a lot about Alan Watts. And then I wanted to start sharing that with people. And that was when like I made that it was Ch Chippy Man 16. It's the same TikTok I have now. I changed the name to Coach Chippy. But I you could go, I, I, I have all the videos still posted there. Like at that point, I was pretty like a lot more timid. Like I was I was more of like just trying to help people. I was like, if you're feeling like I'm feeling, let's just vibe out today. Like I would make videos that would just be like, yo, yo, what up? This is Coach Chippy. Uh, this is your daily vibe check. Hope you're vibing today. And I was like, maybe like, I was just, I'm, I just want to bring light to people. Like if you're feeling low, that's okay. Let's just find the vibes today. Just vibe out. And I started snowboarding a lot. And it was like, just like that kind of vibe culture where there's like, there's not worrying about anything and we're just going to vibe today. And that was kind of where I got the point in my life where it's like, it doesn't even matter. I'm just going to vibe out today. Tomorrow might not exist. I'm just going to stay present and just vibe. And that was where I started like having, I got more, more fun with the content. I was like, okay, I like the person I'm kind of becoming here. I like that message. Just like being a good vibe, being a good vibration. Um, and then like, I guess to, to answer your question, it was, uh, I made the coach chippy video after I'd been making videos for probably a year and a half, two years. And <laughs> the first one I did was triple a coaches during tryouts. And I had like sunglasses on. It was like 1030 at night. I don't even know what I was thinking. I was like, whatever and i um so i made that video and it just like i think it got like got like more views than most of my videos i was like okay like what if i made another one of those and i was like all right well that one that second one worked what if i made another one and then i started thinking okay like how can i get people more involved so like i wanted to get like people commenting and so i was like oh like i'll start like responding to comments with their numbers so they started do coach chippy uh number or do number 17 during tryouts because their number would be 17 right and then that turned into like a big thing where like every day i would do like five videos like oh number 17 he looks good out there he's got nice edge work or something like that and it was like started getting like a little momentum in the hockey space and i was like all right let me just keep firing this and this, and this was probably around june of last year june july august so that june july august was like a really cool like i really started to gain a lot of traction started like building like an audience that really liked the videos I was making. Like I had like this old series that I don't have anymore. I was like, I was like, it was like Steely was my, was one of my players. I had Steely, Mitchie. I would come up with all these different characters and like, it was like, I want to bring it back. But at that point it was like, this is, I was having fun with it. Um, and I think I got recognized a little bit in that summertime. Like I went to some like basketball downtown wherever I live and I got, Oh, there's a couple coach chippy people noticing I'd go to the gym. There'd be like, maybe one person. Um, and then I really started focusing on making the video like more quality. Like I really started um, trying to get into the mind of hockey players more and try to like find things that would be really relatable. And so I started doing the skits where I would change characters. I would change scenes more. And I was like really putting a more effort into like the production of it. And that's when I had like a couple videos that got like went really viral that went like, millions of people viewing i'm like this is crazy like oh like i can do this and i think when i had that that first like couple videos was like okay like i can do this i can do this if i did it once i could do this again and it was like all right let me just keep going and at that point it was kind of a game like i was having fun with this and it was like how can i grow this following and i'd always been like i always wanted to have my own business so i always knew like i was gonna work for myself like that was just something i always kind of my dad did it so it was like if my dad can do it of course i can do it so he was definitely like a, you know, a, 
like a mentor in that sense where I was like, okay, like, why am I going to go work for somebody else if my dad was able to do it by himself? So it really gave me like my paradigm of what I thought I could do was like just that much higher just because I had a dad that did it. Um, so I was like, all right, I can do this. Um, my dad, he had a business called The Marketing Man when he was 23. So we always joked around, was like, I, I love marketing. I, I was like, I think I'm good at marketing. I think I can market myself right now. And that's kind of what I was doing with this Coach Chippy character. I was building this Coach Chippy brand in a, in a way. Um, and I was just having fun with it because I, like prior to that, like it was so dark for me. It was like, all right, my back's against the wall. Like at, at that point I was like, life wasn't fun at all. Like there was just no point to my life. And I was like, all right, back against the wall. I don't care what anyone thinks of me anymore. I'm just going to start posting myself on, on, and on the internet and having fun. Like I love comedy. I always loved stand-up comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. I watched a stand-up last night with my dad, uh, Kevin James, 2001 on Netflix from 2001 Unreal. But it, I was, I love comedy and I love, and I, in grade nine, I took a drama class and I got a 99 in grade nine drama. I never took drama again, but I got a 99 in drama. So like I was really good at drama at that time. And so I always look back on that. I was like, okay, that was like the calling. It was there. Um, I always wanted to do kind of, I guess, acting, I guess acting was like my fun, kind of thing I would do as like I was always the comedian in the in the dressing room like I was just that guy um and then I think around November December oh no it was the world juice sir I'm just like I'm mumbling right now I'm no, just going going, right now. I don't even know what keep I'm going. saying but it was the world juniors in the summertime that was like the big like after every world junior game I started doing the post-game Bedard videos yeah. And that's when I started gaining a lot of traction was like, like I hadn't been making my, like uh, videos for three months, but then that, that world juniors came in August. And after every, after every game I would do like the, I would do both coaches, what they were thinking. So like Swiss coach after losing 14, nothing to get yeah, I remember, I remember And I would that. take these funny takes. I was like, this is hilarious. Like I'm going to pretend. Um, and then they started doing well. And then I was like, all right, boom. Like I could, and then I think it was the, the women's, I started doing the women's worlds were on that time. And then they ended up hitting me up on Instagram. Like, Hey, we want you to do a video before the gold medal game versus USA. So I, I go, I do, I do the gold medal video. I, I send it to them. They go, what they won that they won the gold medal. So I was like, this is cool. That's and I was awesome. like, all right, coach Chippy's kind of on the scene here in this hockey space. And yeah, I guess at that point I started getting recognized a little more. Um, and then now it's kind of when I leave the house, yeah, I get recognized like people I, I went to a restaurant the other day and it was like I could just see the eyes they look over at me and the, and it's like I always like give them a little like I see you looking at me like yeah um, so I have fun with it um I love when people come up I just I have conversations I keep it I try to stay grounded try to stay present and yeah. kind of put the spotlight on them ask them questions yeah but it, at first it was overwhelming so I'm just like sitting there and like what do I say what do I do with my hands I had kids just come up and start videoing me. I'm like, I'm not a puppet. Like, I don't know. It was, I had a couple experiences like that, but um, yeah. Yeah. You, you get it probably a lot more than I do, but much, it happened to me too, man. And I think I told you this story. I was at a, at the Canucks game in Vancouver with Jenna and we were walking around the concourse. I just love to wheel around in between periods. I don't know if you're like that. Like, let's just go wheel around the concourse. And these two guys, or not two guys, this group of like kids, they're probably like 19, 
they were you know drinking beer or whatever 19 early 20s and a couple of them were like yeah we love your tiktok you know what i mean and i was just like kind of like looked and was like uh you know what i mean like i yeah. didn't know what to do and then i i went back we went back to her seats and i stewed in it for the whole period i was like man i was an asshole to those kids i you know, I should have said hi. I should have went over and talked to them. Like, I didn't know what to do. I felt so awkward. I actually went and found them. I was like, Jenna, we got to go find these kids. <laughs> I got to go apologize. I was like, hey, guys, sorry. I just don't know how to act in this situation. Because for me, it was, like, really awkward. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I love talking to people, but it's still kind of, like, weird. And even the other day, we were walking out the rink and some guys, they're like, hey, that's a TikTok guy. I'm like, you know, I have a name, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, but it's, yeah, man, it, I guess, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been fun it, at times, but I think just keeping up with, you know, having, feeling like you have to do a new video or whatever, like as much fun as it can be and stuff. Sometimes for me anyways, it, it feels like, like it stresses me out more and I'm, I get caught in that, that rut sometimes where I'm like, I got to make a video or I got to post or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Dude, just put your phone down for a day. Like nothing yeah. bad's gonna happen. Like just yeah. Chill. If you need to take a day, just relax. You know, and that's kind of been tough for me over the last couple of years. Yeah, I can relate. I can relate to that a lot. It's like ever since I made that first Coach Chippy video, I haven't had a day where I haven't posted. And I think like that was part of that was part. So I'm on this streak now yeah. where it's like I have to post every day. Like, and I and I realize it is consistency. Like, if you want to be successful in anything show up every day yeah um but it's gotten to the point where yeah like some days i'm like i really don't feel like yeah making a video or i don't feel like doing this but i'm like i just need to do it and, I, and it helps me because it gets me out being creative for me is why i enjoy the day like i i don't think there's anything like another other point in my life like like the only thing only point i see in life is just self-expression like you're oh, like whether it's music like for me it's just creativity like what else am i doing here creating conversation all it is is creativity for me now it's like um if i can come up with an idea and do it i'm living in the moment i'm present if i make if i'm making songs or I'm having conversation like it's all creativity i realize we're all just creators here we're all supposed to just be creating all day long yeah. and i and that's kind of um what helps me like it's like staying consistent i was like all right i'm gonna show up and just post 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 it does get a little tough when you start um, identifying with the outcome or you're, you're attached to the outcome. So you'll post a video and you're expecting it to do a certain way and the video may not do as well as you think because the last video you did was like a banger video. Everyone loved it um, because it is art. You're putting yourself out there for the world. When you put something out there, you want people to receive it and like it. And when you've been on a high where everyone's liking every video you drop and then you drop a video where people aren't, uh, liking it as much like it, it can be very difficult it can bring you down it can affect your emotional state and so like as a creator i would definitely say like detaching fully from the outcome like make it because you want to make it post it when you want to post it and you you have no control over what what the video does if people receive it well but if you enjoyed making it and you know what the message you're trying to get out is like that's still that's like the only thing you can do as a creator like it really is detaching from the outcome is something I've it's helped me at least. Yeah, enjoy the process. Yeah. And just be present in, in creating it. And yeah, that it's tough though, right? I think it's uh, it's it's just a it's been a kind of a I don't want to say weird, but it's just such a new space to navigate, I think, for a lot of us, even this technology. Mm -hmm. you no, 
know, you're younger than I am, but I think my generation is really one of the last generations that have the, you know, I mean, the comparison of what life was like before the internet and like right on that cusp and after internet of being, you know, and cell phones and the world's changed a lot just in, in the way that people, you know, act and, and are. And I, I want to ask you kind of your thoughts on, you know, the just access to gambling on, on phones. I've been getting a lot of messages from parents with their kids who are addicted to gambling, like sports betting and everything else. Like it, it's really actually pretty worrisome. It's been a very common message in my inbox over the last year. What do you like? What's your kind of take on that? If you don't mind going there, we don't have yeah. to, if you don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have a take on this. Uh, I had it written. Um, like when I was in years. university, what's that? Sorry, I had it written down from earlier. So I wanted to come back to it because I, okay. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to chop this up a little bit. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're okay. Um, yeah. Like I, when I was in university, it was like me and my buddies would, we got into like gambling. I'd do, I'd be betting on like basketball all the time. And it became to like, just to the point where it was like all we, we would do would wake up, we would make our picks. And then it was like, just, that was all like, that was like all the rush we had in our day was like, we're going to watch these games tonight and we're going to probably lose money. And that, and that was kind of like the, the like the, but you, you get in, like it's so addicting because you're like, you have maybe one night you end up winning and then you're like, Oh, I can, I can, I'm going to be a professional gambler. I'm just going to be able to make this money. And then, boom the next day you lose and then you're like oh i gotta well i gotta make it back now so you go put more money in and it just becomes that it's just that it's it's the same thing it's dopamine right it's um just this this it releases so much dopamine in your brain um the highs the lows like it's like in the intensity of it um and now it's like everyone like everyone i know like every one of my friends like sports bets like it's absolutely insane like I stopped. I stopped betting. I don't. I don't have any of it on my phone right now. Um, but it's tough because every single commercial, if you watch a hockey game in Canada, at least everything is sports bet. What's the picks of the night? What's the what's the lines? Uh, like it's it's absolutely insane. Um, it's I new it's too, right? Like alcohol. Yeah, it is, and this is new for us here in Canada. I remember it came yeah. in what a couple of years ago, and it seems like it's just gotten worse this year. I couldn't believe it when I was seeing it, and then to continue seeing it, where they're just like, like every single commercial. If it's not a commercial, it's one of the people talking about the, the odds, and it's creating a lot of issues. And I, I think for if there's any parents or even young, you know, youth watching or listening, I think it's something to pay attention to because we talked a lot about the dopamine and there's different brain systems that work in there as well with addiction. But that in itself is already creating the patterns for other addictions as well. So if there's like a kid that's 14 or 15 and he starts to gamble and he gets addicted to that, the chances of him being addicted to alcohol if he starts drinking and drugs become greater and you're just creating that cycle. and uh, it, it can be scary. So I would think twice about, you know, enabling your, your underage kids gambling. Can't tell you how many messages I've gotten in last year, probably close to like yeah. 50 and from all over Canada. It's not just one localized area. This is a, uh, something that's going on. So I don't know. I don't know why I wanted to bring that up. Gonna... 
no, I, I, I think they're going to end up having to like put these commercials away. Like, I think there's so many people that are like just fed up with it. Like, you don't need to shove this down my throat every between it's even between the whistles, but it's not like a real commercial, but it's just those little pop-ups. <laughs> it's like, um, when, when I watch the game like that, we, we have to mute all the commercials for like, it's gotten to that point where it's like, okay, this is just insane. Like, I'm not going to let it take my energy away. Um, but yeah, it just comes down to like just being conscious. Like I got really just into um, consciousness and trying to raise my consciousness is kind of like I got addicted to that. Um, and I think if you're consciously aware of things, you won't let them overtake your life. So if you want to do it, just be conscious of it and um, don't let it control you. Like just stay in control, like have your limits have your like you can do it for fun like i get gambling can be a fun thing um but just stay conscious just have your like consciously make those decisions if you're gonna smoke some weed consciously smoke some weed set an intention be like hey i'm gonna smoke this and just enjoy the next little bit i'm gonna smoke this and go make some music um i think it's just being consciously aware of like the decisions you're making and that's something that i've been trying to practice because not everyone not you know you know, not everyone's perfect you're not gonna just live this crazy life. Like for me, like I might smoke a little weed still. Like I'm not like, um, but I'm going to consciously do it. I'm not going to let it take control of me. Um, obviously there's a fine boundary with that if you've had addictions in the past. Um, but yeah, like if, if I consciously do something, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm just going to enjoy it. And then, um, yeah, just making those conscious decisions. Yeah. Living a life with intention, right. And, and mm -hmm. the, the decisions we make what is the intention behind them right and that's a, a question to to ask ourselves before doing anything and if anyone is listened or watched my show in the past they know how much of a contribution the, the plant medicine world has been to to my recovery journey mm -hmm. along the way um, through cannabis and uh, different different forms of mushrooms, including psilocybin and actually Keegan Downer from uh, mindful meds. He's been on the show uh, watching uh, that was a comment from earlier. He said mushroom alert. Uh, he's been on the show a lot and he's one of the most well-educated guys in, in the field here. I believe in Canada and the work he's doing is incredible. And it's certainly been a, um, a just a huge plus in my life uh, at different times. Nothing that I've like been on all the time. It's just, I've, I've done it in, in waves and I've like set an intention usually when I'm, when I am using these medicines. And I think for me that as somebody who struggled with addiction issues in, in the past, I was really kind of worried about, you know, my, my idea was like, okay, well, and I think because they've had such a bad rap for so long, we certainly for me, even growing up like mushrooms and weed, it was like, the devil's lettuce and yeah so bad and and now there's so much research behind it and you know if to me alcohol is a million times worse than than cannabis that's my oh, take 100 percent. i just think it's it's you know it it's poisoning our bodies and and more so it's just so it's almost encouraged again like if you're it's not a gambling commercial it's an alcohol commercial you know yeah. what i mean oh, it's it's the consumer they want like i'm saying they but like it's the consumer society culture we live in it's consume 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 until you drop and um i think that's it like just don't be a consumer be a creator baby like that mm -hmm. that's it and i think you mentioned a little bit about the psilocybin like 
the psych like the psychedelic effect like i really into that like i'm really into like expanding consciousness expanding the brain um obviously i'm not a doctor i'm not able to speak kind of on that as much but i know from just my experiences that yeah there's a different um, parts of the brain that you don't even like understand and it's like it can give you access to different things and obviously yeah do your research before experimenting with anything but yeah for me i'm a big proponent in these new uh what's it called um like natural remedies like i'm not a big um chemical like i don't want anything made in a lab if it comes from this earth we're chilling baby if yeah. it comes from this earth like yeah i'm um, the same way buddy yeah like i'm a natural guy like just yeah and i think and um microdosing is an interesting thing that i've been really uh researching a lot about and i think there's so many benefits to it um in terms of just grounding yourself in terms of if you're someone that's had depression, there's been a lot of studies now coming out. Yeah. Um, and it's the biggest thing for me is just grounding myself. It's just, uh, there, I don't, there's no need to have anxiety ever. There's no amount of worrying has ever changed any outcome ever. So if I can just limit my anxiety, limit my worries, um, I think that's going to be a more, uh, uh, what's it called? A more, I'm trying to find the word just a more beautiful life, I guess you're going to be living. If you're not worrying about anything, worrying about everything all the time, which is kind of the state of my mind was before was just a constant worry, worry, worry. Um, and now it's like, no, there's no need to worry, get to the breath. And I think these, um, I know like cannabis, there's like, it can make you hyper conscious. Like I know from my experiences with weed, like it can either take you out of the room or it can really get you in tune with yourself and it can really make you hyper conscious. I find um, and I know Alan Watts, he's a philosopher I, or I read about, and he says, um, yeah, like when something like cannabis, it can give you like hyper consciousness that pe people, um, aren't like, it can be a very like, um, crazy experience. Like you can have different types of experiences with these things. So you have to be careful with it, but it can give you these, these bouts of consciousness that are like really hyper active and, and you can like really discover stuff and have these like, just epiphanies and i know for me i've had a couple of, of of them where it's like i've gone into like a trip and i've come out and i've been a complete different person and view things differently and more beautifully and i think um yeah just i like sharing that with others because if you could if everyone can share their experiences everyone's going to learn a lot more so i know with, with with weed especially i've had really bad trips where i've had holy crap like i'm about to freaking die and i've had ones where i'm like okay like i've I've learned something about myself and I've learned this, and this is going to help me in my day-to-day -day life. So I've had both. I've had good and bad with cannabis for sure. Um, but now it's more of letting go. Like a big thing that cannabis taught me was how to let go. Um, mm. Because if you're having a bad trip, those are just your, those are just your thoughts that are just manifesting itself. And if you go into, if you're anxious person and you go smoke something, this is just my experience from what I found. If I went into something with like a bad negative thought, and I smoke some weed, it would like hyper, uh, like deuce that, that thought. And that's when I would have these terrible trips where I'd like get cold. I, I would start to like these, have these panic attacks and have like a really bad trip. Um, and then in those moments, um, I started to discover that I could start to let go and I could start to focus on my breath again. And my body was doing this wonderful thing before I did it. It's going to be able to do it now. So just let go of the need to be in control. And I think that was a beautiful thing that I've learned from something like a cannabis plant is just how to let go because 
we're not in control of anything. Like your body's doing this crazy thing right now. It's pumping blood through your veins. It's your, your body's breathing right now. No one taught you how to do it. It's just happening. And the art of letting go has been something I've been trying to really bring into my life a lot recently. I love that, man. That totally, totally resonated with me. And definitely for, I don't know if anyone else watching agrees or listening. I think maybe it's all of us, but for, letting go it's like holy shit and yeah and again those experiences with cannabis much the same for me i actually you know stepped away from it for a long time because i would go into those you know not so great places with my mind and yeah and and some bad trips and and again you you talk about setting an intention and making sure like where where's my head at right now when i'm gonna do anything and it could be even for you know where's your head at when you're gonna go out and play a game of hockey or you know are you yeah are you in it? Like, where are you? Are you here? Are you in this moment or are you somewhere else? Because the outcome's not going to probably be great, certainly with something like cannabis. And it's a, it's a great point. I love that we're talking openly about this stuff because I think there's a lot of people that feel maybe this isn't something they can, they can talk about. And Mm -hmm. everyone's journey is, is different and that's okay. Like, that's all I want people to, to see is that, just because maybe I'm doing something and you're doing something different and you're doing something different, that's fine. Like as long as we're not hurting ourselves or other people and we're living in a, a place of love and as you say, just vibing, like what the hell is the issue? I don't, I make the choice too to not go down the the route of pharmaceuticals when it comes to antidepressants and different things. Trust me, I've done it. And I know there's been people that have had a tremendous amount of success mm-hmm. and feel very great on them. But for me, I did not. And it wasn't for a lack of trying, tried everything and, uh, you know, was in psych words at different times here, try this, try that. And I'm telling you every time it made it worse. And mm-hmm. I now use something that's natural, you know, a couple different things and I'm in a better place than I've ever been. Am I, am I great every day? No, yeah. I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not living on the streets. I'm not running away from the police. I'm not, you know, running amok on com- a community that I was living in, wherever it may have been. But trust me, I wasn't, you didn't want me living in your community before. You know? <laughs> Tell me what's worse. You know what I mean? Like there's just a, a lack of understanding. And this has been a hot topic of discussion on this podcast. I've had, like I said, Keegan for Mindful Meds, but also many hockey players who are in this space. Guys like Riley Cote and Ryan Vandenbush all played in the NHL and they have different companies related to uh, psilocybin and different forms of mushrooms and cannabis for that matter. Uh, and, and they've been very open about how it's helped them on their healing journeys, just even with their bodies and minds through concussions and physical pain and the route that they've taken versus the one that, you know, they were on before, which was painkillers, etc. all of that drinking usually too. And they found a, a new way of healing and Daniel Carcillo can be, can be tossed in there as well he's doing some amazing work with that and it's just bringing people to a greater place of understanding and that to me is what i see is lacking in this world is is not just the lack of understanding but the lack the 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 unwillingness for people to to even try to understand and we could go into so many different places with this but it's like let's just try to understand and and stop being so judgmental about what somebody else is doing in their life. If it's working for them. Like I Mm -hmm. just, I see a lot of it. I saw a lot of it in places like AA and NA, like 
there's a lot of great people and a lot of great stuff happening in those places, you know, meetings and, and a lot of great recovery goes on there, but also a lot of judge judging. And, you know, I was in one meeting one time, I got a kick out of this. It was the first AA meeting I ever went to. And uh, I had no experience, right? Like I was green as hell. Like I had no idea. All I knew was, hi, I'm Brady. I'm an alcoholic, right? That, like that's all I knew. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know the steps. I didn't know none of it. And uh, they asked me to share. And I was probably like 22 years old or whatever. And I get up there to share. And, you know, I said alcoholic because at times, you know, I don't drink. And I definitely had issues with alcohol. But mostly I was related to hard drugs. But I had no issue saying alcohol because I just related it to just having a problem. Like I'm here, I was fucked up and I need yeah. help, right? Like that yeah. was my mentality. So anyways, I say, hey, Brady, I'm an alcoholic and I kind of get into sharing and I didn't, it didn't last very long because I, I said something about drugs and they cut me off. The guy even hit the gavel, dude. He had like a judge gavel. I felt like I was in court. Like, and he's like, this is a blue card meeting. This is restricted to conversations only about alcohol. And I'm like thinking to myself, this guy thinks he's better than me because he was an alcoholic and I was doing drugs. I said, what, where the hell am I right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, can we not just agree that we all have problems and we're here trying to get better, but they kicked me off the, the thing really? and they told me, yeah, it was a horrible experience. Well, alcohol is a drug. Yeah. Like they're better than the drug addicts are like, you need to go to narcotics anonymous. This is for alcoholics. It's like, okay, buddy. Okay. If you can't see past that, the fact that I'm a young man in here that's in dire need of some support and help and you're going to shake yeah. me and, and think you're better than I'll tell you, I'll never forget that moment for the rest of my life. It was like, what the hell and where the hell am I right now? Yeah. So did you find that helped when you went to those those meetings when you were able to talk about it or what, yeah. are, those, what are those like? Yeah, you know, and I think in some in some aspects they definitely helped, and there were some great people that I met along the way. And it, it's certainly early on when you're trying to break that cycle of addiction, you you sort of at least find a tribe, if you will, and sort of like this purpose. And like you got to go to this meeting. You so you know you commit maybe if you have a home group to that meeting every single week, and you got to show up. And maybe they're going to give you a job to make the coffee or to do you know, shake people's hands when they come through the door. Like there's all these little jobs and they give to make you come back. And then, you know, after 30 days, you get a chip and then 60 days and all these days. And there's these little celebrations and you start to feel pretty good. And, you know, you're supposed to do these steps and this work and people are supposed to help you along the way. And some people are great. Some people are also, you know, not so great in those rooms. Uh, I've seen a lot of people get taken out, you know, back to addiction in those rooms as well. But I think, you know, a pretty positive experience. It, it wasn't for me. I don't do it anymore. But again, just because I don't do it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for a lot of other people. And that's great. I'm not hating on it. I've just shared my experience and, and not something that I do. And I always tell people like, though, I don't go to those meetings. I have meetings kind of all the time. I'm having a meeting right now, if you will, talking to you and, and, and talking through some stuff. And I talk to a lot of people and, and kind of have that open dialogue all the time that those meetings kind of offer people. And I think why it, it, it is so healing because you're in a place where you can kind of share openly and hear stories from real lived experience where you're like, holy shit. Him yeah. too, her too. Like I'm not alone. And there's a lot of strength and power in that when you're looking to heal. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. When you're looking to heal, it's everyone's got their own journey. And I think for me, healing's been the journey I've been on for the past like three years, just 
the healing journey, man. It's and it's like a never ending one. I feel like, you know, there's things that you have to keep continually going through. You're gonna have to keep going through the same thing until you learn the lesson. And I think that's like for me what I realize is like you get caught in these like karmic debts and until you make a different decision, you're gonna keep experiencing the same thing. And I think that's like a big thing I've realized was like karma is so real and karma is just essentially you're doing like karma just means you're doing um so like you like if you want to change and you want to have something different you have to make that change no one is going to come and save you no one is like yeah you can like you can rely on people for help but at the end of the day you have to help yourself first you have to be your own best friend you have to love yourself and you have to believe in yourself and that's something uh, I've been trying to, I would, I used to be my own like worst enemy. I was my own worst enemy. Like it was just at the words I would speak to myself subconsciously and just what, how I thought about myself. It was like, a, well, of course I'm not going to succeed in anything if I'm thinking like I just so low of myself. Um, and then I really made that shift to becoming my own best friend. Like I say positive affirmations every day. Like I don't say anything negative, like about myself. If someone says something negative, like in front of me, like I, correct them i say no that's not like true or if someone says i'm ugly like no you're not um like that's a big thing now is just like watching what you say to yourself and literally your thoughts become your reality like there's no other way to put it like how you think is how your day goes so if you're thinking positively and you're thinking of like having this abundance mentality where there's abundance of opportunities coming there's abundance of just abundance of everything like abundance mentality is just a must like um instead of having a scarcity mindset there's just an abundance and i think that's a big thing i know like growing up like in my like age demographic there's a big uh push to having to be in a relationship with people having to you know have a girlfriend or have a like um a big thing for me right now is just uh being okay with being by myself getting to really know myself getting to know what i even would want in somebody else um i think just getting to know who you are and learning about yourself and being okay being by yourself is like needed before you can be in a relationship with anybody else. So that's definitely something I've been um, just conscious of is like, you know, like I don't need anyone in my life. I'm, I, I would accept someone in my life right now, but I'm not in need of anything. Um, I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And those are the type of things I try to tell myself every day is just you're exactly where you need to be right now. So having this conversation is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Very, very wise words. All of that. That was, uh, that was very well said, man. And, and love all of it. Um, yeah, I could, I could talk about that for, for days and days. I'm a big believer in, in we're all exactly where we're supposed to be. And as you pay more attention and you start to listen and take action doors and Doors just open up, like gifts fall from the sky where it's almost like it's a predetermined dream in, in some fashion that you're not really acutely aware of, but somewhere it there was this was like an option. I always feel like there's choices in our lives along the way. And and for me, I didn't pay enough attention to them. Right. There was there was like these huge warning signs in my life of different things where it was like, don't go here, don't do this or turn around or whatever it may be. And it was like, ah, I don't give a shit. I'm going or whatever, knowing full well or taking that drug or whatever it was. 
without really thinking, even though my consciousness was like screaming, like, don't do this or don't do that or turn around, whatever. And, uh, and once I was able to kind of like pay attention to that, like these doors just started to open. And, and I realized that you have different, you know, these chances in life that at least I have where they're pivotal moments where you either go this way or that way. And, and the outcomes are going to be completely different, but they're almost like, in a sense, predetermined as long as you stay just kind of on that path and you pay attention and you, and you try to, I, I don't know, maybe that sounds crazy, but for me, I, I can't explain the last three years of my life. Once I, I turned around that night, just over three years ago, when I listened to my, this voice was like, turn around, go home. Your life will be better than it ever was. And I had no idea what that looked like, dude. It was on welfare. I was like, I had nothing. I didn't have any ideas. I didn't even have a friend in the world. You know what I mean? But I just listened and then started to, you know, follow my intuition and, and mm. take action, right? Take action. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. Taking action. You can talk all day and I'm still bad at that. Talk a good talk, but not taking enough action. But I found when I take action, man, do things happen like and unexplainable things. And I think that's sort of been the experience in your life too. I, I, I can imagine, look at the success you've had. Like it's, you're like a household name. It seems like overnight, you know, the yeah. NHL had you down, had you down. How was that experience? Tell people a little bit about like, was it pretty cool to get to work with the Svechnikov? And did you have a moment to be like, holy shit, like maybe I didn't make the NHL as a player, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the NHL right now. Like, did you have that moment? Yeah. I find it hilarious. I'm like, what am I doing at this event? Um, but just to touch on a little the subject you were on before with the action. Um, I made a song today called be it. Um, because I, and it's like, stop teaching it, just be it. Um, because I, me and my buddy, we, we always have conversations like this, like they're very just like oriented on self development and stuff like that. But it's like, you can talk, uh, yeah, you could talk and try to tell someone what, like how to live or what to do. But like the biggest thing is just doing it, just being it, be what you think, what you're saying you are, instead of just talking and saying a good talk or whatever, it's just like, take action, show that you're growing by just what you're doing. And I think that's, I think that's a big thing that I've been trying to just, all right, like I don't need to go tell everyone my philosophy. Everyone's got a different perspective, but if I could just go take action and do it, um, maybe that's going to, it's kind of like leading by example, by just going and doing it. Maybe I can inspire someone else to go follow in my footsteps. And um, I think that's a big thing. Um, just on that, like taking action topic is like, just be it, be, be what you're saying whatever you're saying i don't know like, it's that commitment to yourself too that that's really empowering if you can if, you, if you're telling yourself you're going to do something or the universe you're going to do something or you know and that involves people too and you don't follow through on it like it it, it almost and i'm bad for this too it, for me it feels like it takes a little piece of me you know it's like oh you know, and then you get that like, oh, you know, and you can't trust yourself and, and your self-worth goes down, your confidence goes down, at least mine does yeah. myself. Um, and, and it's and then on the alternative is when you're making good on those and you're taking the action and you're showing up and you're being consistent, then look out. <laughs> like, yeah, you know the, I mean? the confidence that that like, entails. Look like, out you feel like a beast. You feel like I could do anything. And it's like, yeah. just not breaking those promises to yourself. Yeah. If you're going to make a promise, like if you can't trust yourself, you can't trust anybody. So it's like, trust yourself. And 
and trust other people to be who they are. You don't have to trust everyone, but just trust them to be kind of who they are as a person. And that's definitely like trust is a tough one because once you've had some trust issues, like it's hard to build that trust in the universe back, but you have to trust the universe. That's something I, uh, I preach is just trust the universe because you're standing right now. You're sitting in your chair, like the universe is holding you up right now. Um, so that's definitely a big thing. Yeah. It's yeah. It's trust is a tough one, but that's a good way to look at it. That's a really good way to look at it. You know, and, and I don't know, I, I had this kind of outlook on humanity where I just thought, generally speaking, people were shit, like for the longest time. I was like, the world's shit, people are shit. And what do you, what kind of, you know, life do you think I had? What kind of people do you think were around? Shit. Right? Yeah. But yeah. The problem is too, is when you're living that way, that's what you attract. And then that's all you have. And then you become almost more convinced that you're right. Yeah. Because that's what you've attracted. Well, because yeah, exactly. You right? that and that's, vibrational frequency it, that you're exactly, in. Exactly. Exactly. So you almost don't even have any experience of anything different. So you're like, I was right. And then it becomes even harder to break that cycle. Yeah. But I found, I found that, you know, in the last three years, a big thing for me is, is that enlightenment to see that there's so much good in this world. There's always going to be those shitty people, but there's, you know, there's so much love and there's so much good in this world. I just think we're missing a little bit of understanding, you know, like I just oh, think yeah. like some, un some more understanding between people and just a more love and, and less judgment and the world would be such a different place. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the, the yin and the yang. Like I, I started reading a lot and that's what Alan Watts touches a lot on this stuff is, like you can't have good without bad, happy without sad, light without dark. Like it's all on the the symbol, the yin and the yang symbols. Like just the balance. Like it, you can't have one without the other. Like you need you need the like the both little fishes are swimming. You need both of them, and it's like you can't have life without death. So like you know what I mean. Like it's they all exist in like in balance. So it's like there's good, there's bad. You need both. Else you know you wouldn't know what happy is if there wasn't sad. So right. you need kind of that, what's it called? That, uh, it's the word I'm looking for. You need the balance. You just need the balance, I guess. You need the to balance. have, you need both. So it's like, you can look at everything as dark um, and you're going to see dark, but if there's darkness, that that must mean there's light. So. Um, mindset is, mindset is, uh, is everything, right? Like your yeah. outlook and the way that you view things. Uh you touched on it earlier too. What you watch, what you listen to, who you hang out with, it yeah. really impacts our lives. And that's something that I did not pay enough attention to until recently. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost 36. I'll be 36 in August. And I just think about how, how much it, it just feels so clear to me now. How did I miss it all these years? Like, Sorry, repeat. How did you miss which? Now I forget too. <laughs> I just zoned out. My bad. So, I'm, I'm no, dude. I active listening. I totally. I, I totally zoned just. Out. That's hilarious. I zoned out too, and I totally forget what I say because I was reading. I just looked at a comment and it said "bah ha 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 ha" from earlier, and that's all my brain went to as soon as you that's said. That's hilarious. That? Oh my god, it couldn't have been that important. We'll have to I'll have to go back. And no, I I can't. I was I was listening. It was, it was a topic. I can't even remember. What I can't even remember. I'm, I'm gonna act like I'm not even. Act like 
<laughs> that's actually scary like for me man it's I, I say this to jenna often like for me it's scary because my memory is absolutely horrible my short-term memory i'll be in the middle of doing something totally forget what i'm doing and it's I'm, I'm worried that it's some concussion issues and i'm getting like older and it's starting to creep up but i have no idea but it's it's a it's a scary place to be when you're like what was i just doing or what did i just say um yeah, I have I have no idea what what we were just talking about. Oh, that's okay. We're both yeah, this, flowing. This we're still says, flowing. We, we got Kenny says, "How did you miss it all these years?" Yeah, but what? <laughs> what what was I missing? I have no idea. How did I miss it all these years? That's so funny. Um, tell us a little bit about Svechnikov, and then I'll, oh, I won't yeah. take up too much more of your time, and we'll we'll wrap it up in the next ten minutes or so. But tell us about your experience going to the NHL. You didn't play. You don't play in the NHL, but hell, you made it to the NHL. As far as I'm concerned. We were on the NHL ice, baby. That was that was such a cool experience. Um, yeah, I go from making these friggin' TikTok videos in my office to end up being on like that that NHL rank in a matter of it was like five months or whatever, six months of making the videos. It was crazy because like like again, like I was a, a year before that, it was like the lowest lowest point of my life to then being in in, in a spot where I'm creating where. I'm building a brand. Um, people are identifying with it. Um, I'm helping people. Um, it was just like a, it was crazy whirlwind. Like um, I got a little nervous before going, and then I just remembered the motto: "Don't think, just flow." And it, like that's kind of just I wear this hat out every day. Like I got I got it on the shirt. Like style and flow now is just kind of like just who I am. Like just embodying the message: like don't think too much, just flow. That's that's literally. Um, how I live my days. Like I think style and flow was just like, if you have style and you have your own flow and you're just flowing, you're the coolest person on the earth. So I think style and flow is one of the coolest brands in the world. It is my brand, but um, I think all the coolest people have a lot of style and flow. So um, I love it. Yeah. Dude. That's kind of, so right. I guess the, right. the Svechnikov thing was cool. Cause he had a lot of style and flow. So I, I show up and, uh, or I was there waiting for him. Didn't know who I was going to get. They're like, Oh, Svech, he's going to come out. Um, I never met him before. He comes out. He just he's just flowing. He was just in the moment. He was present. He goes, Coach, Coach, what's going on? Um, he's like, What are we gonna do? And I, I showed him the video, and we had like ten minutes to film, but he was gonna just stick around for longer. Like I was just chopping it up with him, um, talking, having fun. He was having fun with it. I end up we do the, like the hair video. He starts doing my hair with the comb. Like it was just like when you're in that flow state, when you're bringing good energy and good vibes, like just good things happen. And, um, that was fun. Then I did the toe drag release video with them. All the Carolina guys are in the back, just like, just dying laughing. Cause I'm screaming at them. Um, and then I'm just, I'm talking to the boys. Like this is how a TikTok's made. Um, it was just, it was just so fun. Like, it was just like, I'm just in the moment. Like there was no expectation. I didn't have any expectations. It was like, it was the big stage. It was the big NHL event, but this is what I do. I make videos. I have fun. I'm a comedian. Um, I'm an actor. Um, and it was just, I felt exactly where I needed to be. Like it was just, um, it was an awesome experience. And then the Washington Capitals, we had to wait for them to come out. Um, and then I think we, I did a video with Dylan Strom there. Saw all the boys coming out, Backstrom, Wilson. Talked to Ray Ferraro. I chopped it up with Ray Ferraro for five minutes um it was yeah it was a really cool experience like um as a hockey fan someone who like grew up playing it was like it was pretty surreal um but i kind of find it funny because i stopped watching hockey when i went to school like i got really into snowboarding 
and snowboarding kind of became like what I was really passionate about. Um, and then when I started making the coach chippy videos, I kind of started watching hockey. Like again, like I always watched the Leafs, but like, um, I wasn't like the biggest, I didn't follow it. Like, I didn't know what was going on on other teams or other. So I've kind of now slowly like got back into watching more hockey. But before that, I didn't really watch a whole lot. Um, but obviously I have to watch the Leaf games. I started doing the Leaf reviews after every game. I'll do a make beliefs, like whether it be, uh, Austin Matthews, or I put the little stash on. I'm like, let me just go hard at this. Like, I was like, I don't even care. Like, uh, I'm just going to do what no one else is going to do on here. I'm going to be a goof. I'm going to put myself out there. Um, I'll be the goofy guy. I'll be the guy you guys can laugh at because I got a hair coming out of my nose or I got friggin like, I just like, I just, that was kind of the role I started to play was just like the Joker role. Whereas like, I'm not taking myself too seriously. Um, laugh at me. Like my whole goal is just to get people to laugh. Like whether I look stupid, whether I say stupid stuff, like that's kind of my outlook on life now is just be the goof, be the joker. Well, everyone takes their role super seriously. I'm not taking mine too seriously. Kind of, kind of the aspect they looked like. I, I, I love it. It's a, it's a good way to live life. And I'll tell you, man, there was days where I was, I was dark and I came across your videos and I, it left me laughing. You know what I mean? In a place where nothing else was making me laugh or, or anything. And I'd come across one of your videos and I swear to God, I was just like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I needed right now. And I'm sure I love that. I love yeah. to hear that. Like, that's all yeah. I want to do. Like, that's my whole purpose. Like I, I think you need a purpose in life. And for me, if I can make at least one person laugh today, boom, been a good day for, been a good day for coach chip. If I can make someone smile or I can make someone laugh, boom i'm yeah. chilling i've had a good day and i think that's um um why i've continued to do what i've done and just show up every day just boom be a goofy be a goofball have fun with this like be relatable and you can get into in the tough topics and take stuff really seriously and but then there's also this other side where it's like none of this shit matters at fucking all and um just have some fun. I'm sorry if I swore there. I didn't mean to swear, but um, uh, it's okay. You're allowed to swear. It's... <laughs> I used to swear in all my TikTok videos. I kind of started to lean it down. They didn't like it as much. So, um, yeah, like now I just, nothing matters that much. Like nothing really matters a whole lot. And, um, it's kind of freeing when you look at it like that. Whereas like in, in, in 150 years, no one's even going to know you existed. So, um, it can be, people could think that's like a negative way to look at it, but I just think it's a cool way that it allows me to not get attached to anything and, yeah. um, not, yeah. Like, I don't know what's going to happen the next two hours, let alone the next three years. It's just be present, live in the moment. And there's no worrying anymore. I'm just done with worrying. Leave an impact today. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah, wait, baby. Don't let wait it flow, for, baby. Let it go tomorrow. Um, you, congratulations on all this success man like you deserve it what you do it takes balls seriously to do it and i think we can't i can't say that anymore i might get canceled for that but i'm just i'm gonna say it like you say it takes balls oh yeah to, send it baby yeah to do, we're what, sending to, everything. To do what you know to do what you do and and to put yourself out there and and not having um you know, like the first couple times you did it, you don't really know how it's going to go, right? You took a chance and look what happened. Similar to what I did with this podcast and the stuff that I was doing could have went the other way. But again, it's that action and look where it's taken you and you deserve every little bit of success. I just want to give a shout out to a couple of my little buddies here. Uh, 
Tucker and Barrett are watching, I'm sure, together up here. He said, he said, can I get a shout-out to two young boys that play hockey up here? And they're huge. And can I get a shout-out, Brady? It's Tuck. He's on the ice with What's me. What's going on, Brady? What's going on, Tuck? Who was it, Tucker? Barrett. Barrett and Tucker. Barrett yeah. and Tucker. Let's go. Don't think too much. Just flow, baby. No, yeah, they're, they'll be losing their minds right now. Let's go. Great. Don't think. Just flow, baby. <laughs> um, what's what's next for, for Coach Chippy here? What, what are we going to see down the pipe here? You got anything coming out that you can let us let us in the <laughs> – Coach Chippy's you know? on a lot of meditation lately, a lot of um, – we're, we're back on that little just self-improvement mode. Like I got a little bit loose for a little bit. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of more of just like – um me in the gym me trying to motivate i think there's a lot of like i love i love motivating people and if i can inspire somebody to go take action um that's really what i want to do um yeah like i don't i don't really know where i'm going like it's like I, i'm obviously going to keep making the the videos keep having fun with them like i just have ideas like I'll, i won't run out of ideas i'm an ideas guy like i just my brain's always popping i see someone else's idea boom i can incorporate that into my video I think down the pipeline, we're going to see Coach Chippy with some NHL guys. Like, I'm just manifesting. I, you're going to see Pappy in a video. I'm going to be in a video with uh, um, Mitchie Marner. I don't know. It's going to happen. I just I, I already know. I'm putting it out to the universe. But you, You'll have to come up here in the summertime. We'll get you on with the Muskoka hockey guys. Yeah, me with the, yeah like I, want to, I want to go. I want to be on the ice with the NHL guys. I want to yeah. show them that Coach Chippy can still play. Um, <laughs> And we'll, I, I, the other we'll day, Austin happen, Matthews dude. responded to my comment on Instagram, which I was like, that's crazy. I put style and flow in the comments, and he commented back, thanks, Chip. So I'm like, okay, we're Pappy. I want, I want, I want to get Pappy in a video because I've done so many impersonations of him. Like, he's my favorite player. I just think yeah. he's got the most – he's yeah. just the coolest guy. To me, he's just the coolest guy. Like, he's just flowing out there. Um, so possibly, yeah, to more – just get some more NHL guys in the videos. Um probably going to see some of my buddies get in the videos probably do some more skits um some music you're yes. probably going to see a lot like I, I've been, I do music every day I don't release it but my actually I want to give a shout out to Oliver Joseph um he started a brand called Vertical and Breathing um like a, a long time ago and Style and Flow is a playoff Vertical and Breathing um and Vertical and Breathing is like just the coolest brand it's all about just um the self-improvement stuff and that's why I, um, there's probably going to be a collab with vertical and breathing too in the future, as long with, uh, as long with, ah, as well with puck support, we're going to get that going too. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to work with people that are good people that I, I identify with that have the same frequency, the same motivation. Um, so yeah, there's definitely going to be some more brand stuff, more brand building, trying to get the brand awareness out um, and try to just have more like conversations like this where, there's the goofy side of me, but there's also a side of me that really um, supports the mental health movement and just um, being who you are and accepting yourself is probably a lot that I want to just continue with like on that realm. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited to see that kind of side of you take off because I think you're going to, you're going to be able to, uh, you're going to be able to help a lot of people. Right. And you're so young, you'll be relatable for a long, long time, probably forever. And, um, you know, outside of hockey and, and, and the skits, I mean, I think once you start to really find your groove with with the, the style and flow and all that that comes with that and, and how you share and getting your music and, and just showing people that, you know, we can all be creative. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's going to help a lot of people, man. So I'm excited. Um, so 
best way at coach chippy and team style and flow.com is there any other plugs and and what's up with the merch i mean you you drop merch and it's gone like like that and then i got kids being like hey i can't i can't get any merch from coach chippy like, i know the, the hats what a bad problem to, be, to have brother the hats yeah the hats i need to get the more hats in they're uh they're on their way i don't know what's going on with it but um yeah like style and flow then there's uh, the toe drag released, uh, I kind of have some toe drag release merch, um, which I, 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 a lot of people just love it. A lot of the toe drag, I didn't expect that to go so crazy. Um, but a lot of people team, team toe drag release team TDR baby. Um, like I like making movements. Like I like starting, like I want to start something cool where people identify with, and that's kind of what I like to do. So like just positive movements, um, whether it be don't think just flow, toe drag release, um, yeah, like I, I, I like that aspect of being able to start something where people uh, like identify with and they want and they want to rep it. I think that's the coolest thing. Like if you see someone wearing your puck support or something that you've created and they want to wear it around, like I think that's the coolest thing. So, yeah, I'm definitely want to continue just building the message, getting the message out, find the light, baby, be the light. Um, my buddy, actually, Oliver Joseph has a song called um, Chandelier and the lyrics are be, be the light inside the chandelier. So um shout out to all, shout out to all he's my brother um keep creating everyone just create something every day create something baby um and find hey, something you're passionate gonna, about and do it every single day i love it we're gonna get on the ice here soon i'm gonna try to get some ice this week like maybe like wednesday i think we talked well, about yeah i gotta get on in. we gotta get on the ice we'll get a goalie out and we'll get some content do and some just, shootout yeah we need to get some tiktok content some like challenges like where we do cool things like i'm super down absolutely man i can't wait i'm so 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 looking forward to that i'm really grateful for this conversation conversation thanks so much for sharing a little bit more about your life with us and and with me a lot of it uh a lot of it we talked about and I was felt very lucky, man. And I know Jenna and I have been talking about that conversation consistently for the last three weeks and, and looking forward to, to spending some more time together and, and getting to know you more. And like, you know, if you ever need anything or, or whatever, man, you got a you got a new brother here and, and you can reach out anytime. And um, yeah, man, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate your time. And uh, I'll shoot you a text tomorrow and we'll figure out if we can make this week work to get on the ice. Let's do it, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Um, don't think too much. Keep on flowing, baby. I love it, buddy. Okay, we'll see you soon, Chip. Cheers, brother. All right, guys, that's Coach Chippy. What an awesome dude. Love that guy. Love that guy. Got a few thoughts here. We'll come back after a quick message from our friends over at True Temper Hockey. Actually, it's not a message, it's a video, I think. Flight control, testing one, two, three, three, two, one. Test complete. Yeah, hey, okay, ooh, okay, yeah. I do not miss, hey. Started from Cali and now I got bitches in Europe. They sing Hockey to Hell and Back, proudly brought to you by True Temper Hockey. Shout out to the amazing people from True Hockey who have supported me long before I had any social media following. I think I had like 800 followers when they reached out to me. Believed in me then. Thanks, guys. 
Don't really know what direction to take this. Might just sign off. We're going to be back next Monday, though, with, I'm 90% sure, with Sam Gagne from the Winnipeg Jets, also the owner and founder of Muskoka Hockey. Really excited for the summer. Sam's become a good friend and uh, just really grateful for the opportunities and the friendship he's shown me over the last eight months or so. Getting excited to to get him on here. It's been a, a long time coming now. I've had a lot of tough stuff go on in the last couple of months. I've talked a little bit about it through my social media and, and a little bit on the last episode of this show, but as we come into spring, I think yesterday or today was the first day of spring. You know, I'm feeling a lot better. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this. You know, the sun's out. The snow was melting and now it's it's back a little bit. But I can I can see I can see the horizon, you know, the sunshine coming. It feels like a new opportunities are right around the corner and just feel kind of rejuvenated. So I'm super grateful that I got out of the month of February. I don't know if anybody else can relate, but holy hell, it was it was tough. Some people January. Some people don't think it's a thing, but for me it's it's almost every year. It's almost every year, probably every year. Don't remember a lot of it through my addiction to be honest. Yeah, anyways, I don't think I have much to say. Greatly appreciate you all tuning in, with whether it's live here on YouTube or Facebook. If you're on Facebook, if you could maybe go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe, I'd really appreciate that. If you're on YouTube there, please press like, turn on the notifications, subscribe, tell your friends. That's how we rely on growing this thing. I see Elaine Sterk watching, corroborating it. It's a thing. Jesse McKenna watching. Spring ahead time change is always nice. I don't like fall back. Carter Buckman wants to get on the ice too. If you want to make the drive, we might be able to make it happen, buddy. I think that's Barrett. What's up, Barrett? You're welcome, Tucker. Sorry I didn't see this. Trevor Stockton says... What's up, Brady and Coach Chippy? Huge fan of the podcast. Love the positive vibes and reinforcing the manifestation of positive energy. Lost my girlfriend to cancer in 2013. Went into a deep depression, I think is what he said. Uh, please. Oh, deep place. The drugs and alcohol and then working on my way back to reality. Goal is to get healthy enough and back into shape to get back on the ice. Thanks again for all your hard work and positive attitude about everything. Trevor. Sending all my love, man. I believe in you. I, I, I know you can do it. If I, if I can do it, you can do it. Start believing in yourself and, and start taking some action. That's what we talked about tonight on this podcast. And I need to take some advice in that realm as well. So I encourage you to get back out there. And I hope, I hope you do. And if you do, let me know how it goes. Thanks for watching, Kenny. My buddy Adrian from Blade Tape. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for tuning in. 
I know Chad Charles Campbell was watching earlier too. He left a comment. He is the writer and singer of Hockey to Hell and Back, the theme song for the show. Thank you, Charles. Charles. Chad. Chad Charles Campbell. You can download it on Spotify. I'm choking on my words now. It's time to go. I'm so glad I didn't sign off yet. Dave Gilmore watching. What's up, Dave? Love you, brother. Dave is hugely, hugely, hugely responsible for the Puck Support clothing line. Dave is the older brother of of Doug Gilmore. And Dave and I, you know, become fairly close over the last few years. But two years ago, he he raised some money for, for me to do whatever I wanted with Puck Support. And I took that that money and got this stuff to kind of create the clothing line that now exists. He stepped up and really wanted to help me on my mission. And uh, it changed my life. And Dave, I know you've been having some health issues. I just want to let you know that we're all thinking about you down here in Muskoka. Thank you so much for what you did for me. I'll never, ever forget it. You didn't just change my life. You've changed other people's lives too because I know Puck Support has done that. I know there's families that, that, that you know, feel just a little bit better. They may have lost their, their son or daughter, but, you know, what we do at Puck Support, I know is, is comforting to them in some way. I know that there's people that have messaged me and said when they wear Puck Support, they feel empowered and the conversations that it's igniting Without you raising that money, none of this exists. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. It, it, it really did change my life. And you didn't have to do it. And thank you to your son, Brandon, as well. Thank you to Corey for coming up, coming by. Oh, because he said... Look up to you big time, Brady. You're a damn great Canadian kid. Thanks, Corey. We'll leave you with uh, with that comment from Elaine Stirk. Bless you, Dave. Thinking about you up there in Kingston. Until next time, next Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, with Sam Gagne from the Winnipeg Jets. Be kind to everybody. Just... Go out if you can tonight or first thing tomorrow. Just do something kind for somebody. It doesn't have to be something, some big gesture. Just go do something for somebody tomorrow. That's what I want people to do. Be of service in some way. Be kind. Find gratitude. Something I need to learn to do as well. Make a gratitude list tonight. Hold me responsible to that, please, as I look upstairs. All right, one more. Sorry. Love to support you. Love your message to everyone. Getting that hoodie ASAP. Thank you, Jesse. Oh, Dean Smeal in here, too. Sorry, we're getting more comments. I can't sign off. Yes, the ref. That was a nightmare. St. Paul. Canadians. Bad call, penalty shot, cost them the game. They're down 2-0. But we believe 
in the Canadians out here in Muskoka. Let me tell you, Dino, you guys are top bunk. The comeback is on. Get the next two at home. Bring it home. Go Canadians. Go. Good luck. We'll see you guys all next Monday. Until then, always have a great day if you so choose. Finally doing what I'm meant to do. Struck on your blade, you can follow me too. Give me your ear to Hockey and Hearing Back Podcast. Can't sleep restless week. Up all night, I dread a beat. I need to get my life here back on track. Emotions drained, I can't stop crying. Except my reflection, no sense lying.